0: as we look a second time at first peter 1 6 through 9 in this look at the book session we move beyond the the obstacle to joy that's found in these various trials to some other obstacles here like you don't see him has it ever troubled you that i want to see jesus now it would help so much to see him now. And Peter's very aware that he has an edge, in one sense, on these people because he has seen the Lord. Father, as we ponder this now, that these obstacles of having not been there on the earth with Peter and not seeing Jesus now, we might be tempted to doubt or drift or minimize the glory of our inheritance, I pray that you would show us how Peter's thinking about this and apply it to our lives. Bring it into reality, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In this, all that he had referred to earlier about the new birth, and about our inheritance, and it being kept for us, and us being kept for it. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved through various trials. So we talked about that last time, and how those are in the way of joy, and yet they shouldn't eliminate joy, but that this grief and this joy are simultaneous, and that the tri- and the reason for that is because these trials are... are deemed necessary by God because our faith is more precious than gold and it is tested by fire. So how much more will we be tested by fire in order that we might be found to result in, or our faith would be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ? And now, in verse 8, He picks up some other obstacles to joy. Though you have not seen him, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with inexpressible and glorified joy. So he seems to me to have in mind here, you have not seen him. In other words, you're not like me. Here's what he says in chapter 5, verse 1. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. Peter knows he's talking to people who, who don't have his experience. Peter, who's writing this, think of it, actually saw Christ suffer. So he says, I I know you have not been there. And what's more, you do not now see him. There aren't any demonstrative visions of the incarnate Christ to take the place of your faith. So he, he admits that this great joy here that he's talking about, and this joy here are not going to be based on having been there to see him with Peter or seeing him now. So what does he say instead of that? He says, though you haven't seen him, you love him. Now how how does he mean for that to be an encouragement? To just tell somebody, you love him. And they're having trouble with these griefs here and this joy is perhaps being embattled and and, and peter says you love him and the reason is because loving jesus really loving the true risen jesus is a miracle that comes from the new birth in his great mercy i'm back at three five now three to five in his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope. Now, think about this. What, what are you hoping in here? The new birth brought about in all Christians a living hope. Well, one of the things we're hoping for is to see him. And so this hope here, I mean, there's a lot of people in the world who don't feel any of this living hope that they're going to see Jesus And so when he says, you love him, he means you are now experiencing something that only the new birth could bring about. You are tasting the miracle of God in your life. And same thing here, though you do now not see him, you believe in him. And we already said when we looked at the new birth that it says in what, 1 John 5.1, whoever believes has been born of God. If you really believe in the Lord Jesus, you have the mark of a supernatural work of God on your life. You have been born of God and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorified joy. Now, what does that mean, glorified joy? You rejoice with glorified joy. Joy. So you love him, and that's a, a miracle work of the new birth, you believe in him, and that's a miracle work of the new birth, and you rejoice with a kind of joy that is glorified. What what does that mean? What about this? Here in Romans 5 2, Paul says Through him we have also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So our rejoicing is by hope looking forward to the glory of God. And this glory, probably as we focus on it and rejoice in it, has an effect on this joy. What kind of joy is it? 2 Corinthians 3.18 We all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. And now we know this beholding includes and results in a rejoicing we are beholding with joy the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another so surely this would include would it not we are being transformed by beholding and rejoicing in the glory of the lord that's going to come to us we would be we are being transformed into that glory so wouldn't this mean, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorified joy, meaning you have focused on your hope and your inheritance and the glory that is coming to you in Jesus Christ so fully that this, this glory is streaming back into your joy and making it a glorious, a glorified, a supernaturally, a supernaturally unique kind of joy because it's, it's based on a future glory that is making it Christ's beauty-reflecting which seems to me to be confirmed, everything I just said there seems to be confirmed by this present tense here. He could have said, in order that someday you may obtain the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He could have made this clearly future. A lot of people take this as future, but it's just plain old present tense, obtaining. So in loving him, in believing in him, And in rejoicing with this supernatural glorified joy, you are now obtaining in some measure the outcome, the fruit of your faith, namely salvation. Salvation is happening to you now. Your souls by the new birth have been brought to a supernatural love of him, a supernatural faith in him, and a supernatural joy in him, a glorified joy. Joy. We are now obtaining already in some measure the outcome that will be full someday of our faith, namely the salvation of our souls in this kind of effect on our lives, so that the absence of seeing Him in the past and in the present is no damp to our genuine, authentic, confident love and faith and joy.